You are now listening to the El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce's podcast known as Sharing Sweat Equity in our studio sponsored by Sun Carpets. Our mission is to keep you informed of what's happening in our local business community. We hope you enjoy and remember, EPHCC, it's your business key. EPHCC, your business key. Hi, Griselda, and I'm so excited that we're going to be here recording for our Sharing Your Sweat Equity for the El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce podcast. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Mary Helen. I really appreciate the invitation, and um, I'm looking forward to just being able to um, talk about what dyslexia is all about. Sure. and being an entrepreneur. And yes. Griselda, I've had the pleasure of knowing you for... Every uh, X plus years, right? <laughs> a long time. <laughs> a very long time. And I just remember when we would get together and you would say, Mary Helen, I want to talk to you and I want to see about a business. Yes. And so I know it's been a journey, right? It's yes. been a journey and you've had a lot of different business ideas and just really wanted you to share it like a little bit more about yourself. Um, how did you come to wanting up to be a business owner? And then also, what did you do to make it happen? And tell us more. Well, man. Since I was a little girl, I always had the dream of having my own business. And, um, but for one reason uh, or another, it didn't come true until 2017. Um, I went to college, I have my degree in uh, marketing, and uh, I was successful in, in that career. And I worked for TV stations and uh, agencies, advertising agencies as well. But I always had that dream, you know, it always um, was in my heart to have that uh, business that I always uh, wanted to. But exactly what, I had no clue. All I knew it was that it had to be a franchise because I'm very good about following a map, a blueprint, but not starting something from zero. So I can improve it and everything, but mm, it's harder for me to start it from zero. So that's when I would come and talk to you <laughs> and see what kind of ideas you would give me, right? So one day um, I was going through, in the internet, I was just going, visiting different sites uh, where they would feature different businesses. And at the end of the list, I found Dyslexia Institutes of America. So I said, well, I'm gonna, I love what they, what they do, did. And I said, well, I'm going to contact them and see if they would even consider me because my background is in marketing. So after talking to them, I did. I was able to talk to Dr. Jeff, you know, the owner. And uh, after several interviews, she told me, yes, you can, you can purchase the franchise because um, all you need to do, you can run the business, but you just need to surround yourself with a qualified professionals, which is the teachers, the diagnosticians, the psychologists. And um, so that's where the journey started. And it started in January of 20, uh, 2017. Um, I resigned <clears throat> from my previous employer. And uh, it was hard because it was um, a wonderful job that I had. And I was very fulfilled. And so it was just hard for me to say goodbye, you know, to that uh, check that I would receive every every two weeks and also you know having insurance and all the perks that, that comes when you work for someone else so finally I took the step and um, uh, that was again in 2017 and in October 19th of 2017 that's when we opened the doors 
And Lisa, I just wanted to add that I, I know I've known you on a personal and business professional level, but you're so persistent and so ready to access the information. And I always say El Paso is very unique, and we all know it, but we have a lot of great resources and programs that can help you along the way. And I just wanted to thank you for allowing us to be a part of that team for you. And let me tell you, I was blessed to, to, to be honest, seriously, um, if, if I needed any type of help, any advice, I would come running to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the Women's Business Border Center, and directly to, to Mary Helen, because I knew she would give me ideas. I knew she would, um, if she didn't have the answer right away, you would come up with something <laughs> the next day, but something would happen. I knew you would make it happen. And thanks to you, you know, and, and um, your tenacity and making sure that I would get you know, that loan that I so much needed, um, I was able to open uh, Dyslexia Institutes in El Paso. So thank you. No, <laughs> I'm, and, and I'm very you, grateful. And thank you for allowing us and entrusting us with your vision and with you, with what you wanted. And I hope it really inspires our, our listeners because, you know, rejection isn't fun. And if you don't mind me sharing, it wasn't two times. It wasn't three times. <laughs> it was like almost seven times yes. that you were being rejected finally found an option for you, right? Yes, yes. Um, and that's what I want for other business owners because they do face so many different challenges every day, you know, payroll and legislation, all this other things, but I want them to know that, you know, there's still positive, there's positivity, right? And there's the future and we're gonna try to make it happen, right? I know that you're also very passionate about your business and I know it's a very need that needs to be addressed and tell me a little bit more about Dyslexia Institutes of America. Well, Dyslexia Institutes of America is um, obviously, you know, we work with children with dyslexia, but the first step is for us to diagnose, to make sure that the client that comes to see us is dyslexic or not, you know? And the reason the parents come to us is because they're struggling with reading, with spelling, with comprehension, memory, you know, um, hand-eye coordination, different issues that they might be having. So those are red flags. Or maybe just the school told them, you know, your child is dyslexic. And so they approach us and, and want to know if there's anything we can do for them. And what we do, obviously we do the testing and we prefer to do the testing. We have a battery of 11 tests that will not just tell us about how well they read or how well they write or if they understand. It's also cognitive. They're going to tell us about um, how good of a memory they have. Uh, Hand-eye coordination. Are they able to... Um, um, copy the information that's being presented on the whiteboard uh, and take notes and how clear are those notes um, and um, what type of dyslexia they have, the severity, is it uh, problematic, mild, moderate or severe, um, what's going on with their child uh, because they're obviously they're failing uh, or they're in fifth grade and they're leaving, uh, I'm sorry, reading at a kindergarten level. So, you know, it's devastating. There's a lot of frustration, a lot of stress within the family, and they just don't know how to cope, how to help their child. And the child or the young men, you know, they're giving up on themselves because it's also a self-esteem issue. So it's serious. It's a serious problem. Almost definitely, mm -hmm. because there's so many other things going around. Mm -hmm. and, and as they're trying to go through their childhood, mm -hmm. and. You know, they're learning and yeah, it could be a lot of different things. What would you say are like the 
the ones that are, the signs that are maybe overlooked or maybe other common signs? Common signs. Well, um, uh, one of some of the signs that uh, people take for granted, um, they're as simple as are they having difficulty tying their shoelaces? Do they get confused with right and left? Do they have a sense of time? Do they? How's their memory? Can they remember? Can you things? go back to the sense of time? Yes. What do you mean by that? Okay, sense of time, meaning that um, they don't know if today is Tuesday or it's Wednesday, so you need to clarify. Or sometimes, as a parent, you might say, okay, uh, can you please do these chores, right? And an hour, two hours pass, and then they go, so what happened? How come you haven't done what I told you? Mom, you just told me. So they really don't perceive time as well as we do or they could get confused with a calendar or even they cannot even tell time you know well nowadays with the digital that helps but old clocks i mean they or watches they can't they they really can't tell time they get confused i had this case uh, this young lady um she was a uh, sophomore mm -hmm. and every time that she would go out with her friends um the friends had to for her she would give them the money so they could pay for her because when she would get her change back she didn't know how to count the money and so the parents then said okay well we'll get her a credit card so they got her a credit card you know so she could pay for, for her meal or whatever uh, going shopping or whatever so you know we started helping her with that as well in the, in the clinic and I guess addressing so she could you know address you know, and do some treatment for that, mm -hmm. right? I mean, and so tell me a little bit more about some other things that you would like maybe for our listeners to know about dyslexia. Well, uh, you have to have empathy for for the dyslexic. Um, there's some misconception. Everybody thinks that dyslexia is uh, lack of intelligence, and it's on the contrary. You know, they're very smart. They're average to geniuses so in essence you can say dyslexia is a yeah, it's, it's a gift you know for these children because they can be an albert einstein they can be um, a tom cruise uh walt disney maybe keanu reeves yeah, there you go <laughs> keanu reeves um there's a lot of you know there's yes. actors and actresses that have yeah it's because they they excel in the arts in sports as well but they also can be great scientists. They can be architects. Um, so yeah, the, the, the possibilities of being who they want to be are there, but they need help. That's all they do. They need help. But once they get that help, they're able to fulfill their dreams and reach their goals. Uh -huh. Stephanie, I know your location is right off of Mason Festival, and you have the capacity in your private rooms. Um, so you can meet with people and so how do people get in touch with you or just to say you know what I do think my, my children do have some signs or one of my children has signs um, what would you uh, recommend to our listeners to maybe um, to put in place or to reach out to you okay usually what happens that they give me a call and uh, what I do I try to educate them because a lot of the parents they have no clue what's going on they only know that their child is failing in reading spelling uh, math as well so they come to us and I start giving them any information and, and the first thing that I tell them you know in order to be dyslexic you have to be smart and their mouth just drops wide open because they're like really 
because they're thinking that it's the contrary, you know. Um, so a lot of these children are labeled as lazy, as dumb, and also they're, they tell them that they're not trying hard enough. Um, and that's when their self-esteem starts being affected. And uh, so the parents are devastated. They have no answers. They don't know what to do, where to go. So I give them all the information that I can possibly give them. First of all, so they can come down and relieve some of the stress that they're under. Um, because it's very stressful, not knowing how to help your child and not knowing if they're just uh, doing it on purpose for, because they don't want to go to school or they don't want to excel or is it because there's really a problem? And we always want our children mm -hmm. and to grow up to be confident, mm -hmm. um, you know, vocal mm -hmm. people to share what their concerns are. That's sometimes very hard because of, you know, that self-esteem issues, yes. right? And that's going to carry along until their adulthood and then their work and work. And so definitely, I can definitely see the way it can definitely impact them ongoing yes. and it's going to be difficult for them to have a very positive life. Yes, you know? it, it, it is because sometimes at school, um, since they're not, they're misunderstood, you know, um, they start making fun of them because the teacher might ask them to stand up and read in front of everybody. So their peers, classmates, you know, they're, they might be making fun of them when there's, they start reading. Um, I have this case of this young man, his school is a block away from his house and uh, calls his mom and says, come and pick me up. And the mom says, why? You know, so it's only a block away. And he says, well, there's uh, some kids that are making fun of me. And they label him like the kid that doesn't know how to read. And they say other things, obviously, you know. So, um, you know, it, it, it's really sad. It's really sad because we need to educate not only the parents and the teachers, but also the children, you know their peers, um, we have to be more empathetic and try to help them out. I'm glad that you provided a, a different option and a different resource, because I know there are other resources mm -hmm. for dyslexia, but I'm really happy that you provide them a different setting, a different yes. option, different therapy, because yes. you said you had 11 different tests, tests that we administer, that you do, right? Mm -hmm. you administer. And I know that your staff and yourself is bilingual, right? Yes, that's correct. And you don't charge for them to talk to you. No, right? no, I get, no, I don't. When they call me, I spend 20 to 30 minutes with each of the people that call me. And I point out the red flags, you know, and I start asking, can he tie his shoelaces or things like that? And they're like, why are you asking me that, right? It's like, it's cognitive, you know, it's neurological, so it affects the brain. So it's simple things like that. And, and by the time we finish the conversation, they feel much better because now they know, you know, they they have learned so much just by talking to me for 20 to 30 minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. So now they have a better perspective, perspective of what's going on with their child. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I hope our listeners feel, um, because I know you and I'm not just saying that because you've just shared all this, but, you know, you are very, you go above and beyond. Too. I try. I try. I do my best. And I know you really care about, you know, the clients as well and making them have a better outlook in life and, and get the therapy that they need. Um, so I would say, again, the simple signs and hopefully our listeners, if they do see some of these signs in their children, that they'll have the confidence.
to call you yes. and let them let you know that they heard the podcast maybe. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. That would be good. That we heard the podcast and hey Lisa, that I heard those signs that you were talking yeah. about because I mean it's private, it's confidential and maybe it's just a, a way that they can address the leave. Yes, exactly. And um, some of the signs that they should be looking out for, especially when uh, they're, let's say, four or five years of age, um, if they're pointing to things instead of calling things by its name. If they want milk, are they pointing to the milk and just say, Mama, I'm pointing to the milk. Uh, instead of saying, oh, yeah, sure, let me give you the milk. No, say, okay, this is milk. Try to, yes, call it milk. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, um, Ted, um, bear teddy instead of teddy bear. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they have a speech problem. You know, those are some of the signs. Uh, tying the shoelaces. Uh, how's their memory? Um, they can get confused with right and left. The sense of time, you know, things of that nature. Those are red flags that parents should be really paying attention to and not discarding them because, you know, they're so simple and, you know, that who would think twice about that? Right? Sure. You can't tie your shoelaces. Let me show you. <laughs> Could you maybe share some other differences? That, are they different as they get older? Is well, it changes. Yeah, exa exactly. Uh, as they're growing up, they're also struggling with putting their thoughts together. They know exactly what they want to say, but it's hard for them to verbalize. This is, this is what happens. Um, language is processed on the left side of the brain. And uh, the creative side is processed on the right side of the brain. So a regular person or a non-dyslexic will process language on the left side of the brain, but a dyslexic person, they will process language on the right side of the brain. So what happens is like you're giving them informa information and you're trying to make that connection and you're looking at your, well, your child is looking at you or the, at the teacher like, what are you saying? But, you know, they have this lost look, but it's not that they're, they, they can't do this. It's just that it's going to take them a while to process what you're saying, especially because it's the first time they are hearing this information. So one of the accommodations I, we always recommend for the teachers to present the information prior to talking about that or telling them, heads up, tomorrow we're going to be talking about this and that and the other. Okay, they need to hear this information several times for them to process that information like a person um, that just is not dyslexic will process that information on the left side of the brain. So it's like a little struggle, you know? It's like, okay, okay, I think I got it. I think I understand it. And that's why also when they're reading, uh, they have to read the passage two, three times in order for them to get it so they can get the comprehension and answer those questions. And so those are some other signs that maybe if you have teenagers mm -hmm. or young adults at home, um, those could be some other potential yes, signs. Yes, exactly. And also with math, if they're um, doing math problems, uh, again, they're struggling to read. So what's going to happen? If you don't read those math problems to them, they're going to struggle, they're not going to understand, and they're going to start failing in math. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, there's consequences. I bet, I bet. And so could you um, share with us uh, maybe a little bit of the makeup of your clients? I mean, I'm pretty sure you have clients that are young, but all adults, I mean, all ages, <laughs> yes. I would imagine. Yes, yes, because we do see adults as well. Okay, uh, it starts from five years of age all the way to 82. We wow. had a client, and he is a neurosurgeon, 
And what happened, he came to see us because he still practices, so he wanted to um, uh, renovate his uh, certification. So he came to see us so we could test him. He already knew he was dyslexic. You know, he has all this history. And uh, so what happened was that, so he came, we tested him, and then he says, okay, I'm going to start the therapy. And so we started, and uh, probably a month into it, he says, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm too old for this. I don't want to do the work, because there's, there's homework. They have to do homework, 20 to 30 minutes a day. And uh, so he says, no, you know, I'm too old for this. You know, I have my practice, I, I don't need to do homework. So no, no more therapy for me. Wow. So yeah, so, and then I have right now, we have uh, an 80, uh, 52 uh, man that is coming and he's very faithful to all the therapy sessions. and. I mean, he's really focused, and he's giving it its all, and uh, yeah, so. But also, we give them the privacy that they need, okay? So obviously, we don't bring them when the rest are coming, so we make sure that they have their privacy, and, and they just feel comfortable, you know, because uh, we're very aware of uh, their feelings, you know, and, and we want the best for them. So even now that, you know, we don't have restrictions and everything like that do you provide virtual options or do you think therapy's best in person no we do best we prefer prefer for them to come to our clinic and mm -hmm. and that's uh, that's when we can do the therapy and uh, we prefer hands-on uh, but yes if you need for us to do it online we'll do it yeah wow. we have the the capabilities of doing it online as well good good well that's a great option too for maybe someone that doesn't have the transfer Right. Or sometimes, you know, they the mom gets sick or something happened and they're not able to bring them. So they tell me, okay, can we have a session online? And uh, and that's what we do. Yeah, sure, we'll have it. Instead of uh, not having the session at all, let's do it online. Sure. Awesome. <coughs> so are there any other um, maybe final thoughts that you would like to share? Um, all I, all I want to say is... Um, just try to get informed about what dyslexia is and um, don't assume you know that a person is not intelligent or that they're not trying hard enough um, or that they are not capable of you know um, try and ask questions uh, see what they're doing and look for those red flags and just get them the help that they need okay and Let's be more empathetic and not make fun of them. You know, it's just a, they're, they just process the information in a different way. Their but, little minds. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And they're, but they're, they're just the same as you and I. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. That is so true, Isabella. I wanted to ask you also, do you go and do presentations to inform uh, maybe parents or if people were interested and said, they said, well, would you be able to come and talk to yes. our parents? Or could you come talk to our group of mothers about, you know, what are the preliminary signs of dyslexia? Do you do those yeah, Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, uh, there's an organization for the um, uh, Homeschool Association. And uh, what they're, they have invited me several times to be a guest speaker and I have done it and I love it. I love it because we need to get the word out there. Even though dyslexia was discovered in the 1800s, mm -hmm. you know, it has taken all this time for 
for things to happen, okay, mm -hmm. changes to take place. Yeah. So um, the more we talk about dyslexia, and thank you for giving me this opportunity because um, we need to bring awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, the more we know about dyslexia, the better we can help our children. And I'm glad that you share that because I know you're busy running your business, um, you know, all day and throughout the evenings, but I'm glad that the listeners know that you're available and you can be yes. accessible. Um, maybe to do those private meetings or presentations that, you know, they already had their local communities coming together and it's just sharing this great information with yes. them. I would love the opportunity to go into the businesses itself, not organizations, but businesses, so I can educate the business owners and uh, about how they can help people with dyslexia, but also how they can benefit when they help them because they need additional time to process information. They need additional time to check, double check, and sometimes triple check what they're doing before they turn in the report. And uh, so who's wasting time and money, you know? Yeah. So you have to take that under consideration and uh, it would be a win-win for, for both parties. Most definitely, we hear about those challenges with our business owners in, in retaining their talent. And I would imagine maybe some employers might thinking that their employees are just being lazy or they're not wanting to complete a task and maybe the employee's not just having the confidence to share, you know, what the concern is or what their challenges are in processing information. Or sometimes they might just lose the job because they're thinking you're making too many mistakes, too many errors. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can't keep you here. This is important information and we need to make sure that it's correct when you turn it in and, and you're not doing so. so you know, you're out of a job. And, yeah. and then it impacts that individual mm -hmm. and then their confidence. Right? And their families. And, and, you know, it's like, and it goes on, right? It goes <laughs> on and on and on. Yes. And you said that this is a franchise. So how many of these franchises are? It's a very small franchise. You know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a McDonald's. But, but everybody's doing their part sure. in bringing awareness. And um, so it's been good. And yeah. you know what? I like the fact that it's small. Because uh, when I was in marketing, I was able to um, to work uh, for uh, a, a big franchise through the agency. So I know what it entails. So to me, being a smaller franchise, it's uh, I like it better. Maybe that's a good tip too mm -hmm. on the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. side mm -hmm. when somebody's trying to look for those opportunities. Yes, right? yes. I mean, maybe that's just some good advice too. Yeah, so, I would say consider. Yeah, right? consider it. Don't, don't, um, don't think that just because it's not a very well-known franchise or it's not as big as, as other franchises that it's not worth your time or your money or your investment. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just do your research and surround yourself with uh, people that know about this and you know reach out to, to like the Hispanic Chamber that that can guide you and, and can give you ideas and also give you the, the advice that we need as entrepreneurs especially because we come blind <laughs> to the journeys that we take right so it's like we're blind so we need someone to to make sense of what's going on <laughs> I think it was really um you know, sweet to know what you said in the beginning, that you didn't feel alone. No, I didn't. No. You know, going through life and doing, you know, anything that you want to do. Um, there's nothing like having people behind you and, and that believe in you and your concept and what you're doing. Being an entrepreneur, it's a very lonely journey. You know, sometimes 
you feel like, <laughs> well, very lonely, very lonely. And uh, you need to talk to someone that can make sense of what you're thinking so they can help you put your thoughts together and give you new ideas. And you go, yeah, right, why didn't I think of that? Mm -hmm. You know, because you're in, in, in a room with four walls <laughs> and then trying to make sure that everything is working. And uh, so sometimes you really don't think, have the time to think straight. And uh, so when you hear the advice from people that know about the businesses and, and the opportunities that are out there that you have no knowledge of, you know, that's when you start making a difference in that business. I'm, I'm so passionate about Paso I've been born and raised here and just seeing the growth of our community because mm -hmm. I tell that to everybody. So you see big corporations investing in here into our community. Um, our, our outskirts are just expanding so much that that just is a positive note for our city as an overall that it is a growing community and there's it enough is. business for everybody here. It is. We're growing by the minute. <laughs> but it's a good thing. You know, as a business owner, it's so hard, like you say, right? Like you feel lonely, you have all these emotions. What do you do to do some self-care for you? They said that. I, I always go and get a massage. Okay. <laughs> Just when I, can, I, I yeah. can't handle it anymore and I start feeling the pressure in the back of my head and my shoulders, it's time for a good massage. Yeah. So I do that and then I also like to um, just to go out and talk to my friends um, so I can get out of the office and uh, again brainstorm because uh, you never know someone might have a great idea that nobody has thought about it and you either so it's like a, a great opportunity um, just uh, friends and family are very important to me uh, spending time with my family um, and my friends you know, just nourishing that mm -hmm. relationship with both. It's so I think great. it's important to you know to make the time. Right? Yes, you have to. You have to because um, time passes by pretty quickly. And if you don't have it in your in your calendar that you need to spend time with uh, your friends and your family, or there's a special location, um, then you're going to be consumed by all the stress that you can feel when you own a business. Exactly, and so it's so important. So please note, listeners, take the time, yes, right? Yes, take the there, time. At least if it's an hour, there has to be some time to yourself. Yes, and if you need to clarify your thoughts, reach out to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> and they will make sure that they make it clear for you or give you the options that you need to hear about. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're very proud of the Hispanic Chamber because we do yes. have the different programs and to help in any phase of business with Terry's team and the Ebony Business Center and, of course, our SBA Navigator Project that are there to assist our businesses. So they won't feel alone, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Nobody should feel alone. Nobody should feel alone. <laughs> no. And so what are your final thoughts and what is, I guess, my things to close our, our podcast session for today? And what is your, I guess, for the future? What, do you, what would you like to say? For my future, for the future of uh, Dyslexia Institutes of America. Obviously, we want to grow. Obviously, we want to open another location on the east side. Um, we want to expand also our services online. And um, I'm working on a project um, that hopefully it'll uh, kick off and, you know, bring better, oh, bigger and better results. Okay. Uh, so we can help uh, not just the children, but also the moms. So I'm going to leave it at that.
Your business key. Call your Opesso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce today. 